Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, a consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book Men Alive. Dr. Jim. Thanks, Paul. I'd like to ask our listeners what they think is the number one fear worldwide. Hold your answer for a moment, men, while I tell you a true story. One of my aunts, now deceased, was born in 1903. As a small nine-year-old girl, her family decided to immigrate to Canada from England. They booked passage on the maiden voyage of a new unsinkable ship called the Titanic. At the last minute, her family was barred from boarding the ship because my aunt had measles a highly contagious disease. They were shocked to later receive word that the Titanic sank and hundreds perished. But from that day forward, my aunt had many fears. Her biggest fear was a fear of flying in an airplane. Why? The plane might crash. So, Paul, what was she really afraid of? The fear of dying. Exactly. Let me suggest that the greatest fear worldwide is the fear of dying. That is why Christians around the world take comfort in the Bible verse that says, Since the children have flesh and blood, he, Jesus, too, shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Like one comedian says, I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want to be there when it happens. Jesus told his disciples that men's hearts will fail from fear because of the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. I am preparing this radio program at a time in history when a virus is sweeping around the globe, creating a huge pandemic fear among people. Grocery stores are sold out. People are panicking and full of fear. Fear of what? Getting sick? No, fear of dying. The fear of death is the root of all fears. As one friend told us, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Paul, you and I have been to Cuba a number of times visiting pastors and bringing Bibles to Christians in the growing church in Cuba. Tell our listeners about a special visit you had in Havana. In January 2004, I visited the Baptist Seminary and spent time with its elderly president, Rev. Dr. Vigia. He spoke perfect English and shared with my group how he had spent five years in Castro's prison system in the 1960s just because he was a Christian pastor. He further itemized the pressures the church had experienced at the hand of the Castro regime over the past 45 years. Then he smiled and in his very positive and gentle manner concluded, But we have learned three things through all these years. We learn not to fear, not to hate, and not to harm. We meditated on this statement for some time and concluded that it expresses very succinctly the biblical essence of standing strong through any storm. Learning not to fear infers developing boldness and courage. Learning not to hate implies focusing on love, forgiveness, and grace. And learning not to harm 
indicates commitment to the biblical principles of nonviolence and aggressive love, especially toward your perceived enemy. Three valuable immediate insights. Great story. And as we know from Scripture, the twelve disciples of Jesus Christ were fearless for four primary reasons. First, they believed Jesus was the Messiah, the Lamb of God who takes away their sins. They believed that Jesus was risen from the dead. They had seen him alive. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And one more, they were not afraid to die. So we tell our listeners, if you are a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit and have lost your fear of death, you are unstoppable until God calls you home to heaven. In Nick Ripkin's book called The Insanity of Obedience, he says, Fear is devastating. Fear paralyzes. Fear causes people to run and hide. Fear is a black hole that will deplete joy from the soul of a believer. Fear is a deadly enemy of the church. Your fear is the greatest tool you will ever give to Satan. Overcoming your fear is your greatest tool against Satan. The central verse in the book of Revelation is Revelation 12.11, where it is speaking about the victory we have in Jesus Christ. It says, They overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. For a copy of this message or a PDF of the text it's taken from, Standing Strong Through the Storm, contact Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Dr. Jim would be so encouraged to hear from you today. Please contact him at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Your encouragement is vital for the continuation of this program. Paul, I want to try something different for our listeners. You read the words of Scripture that Jesus spoke to his newly chosen disciples in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10. And as you read, I will pretend I'm a disciple who is full of fear about being Christ's disciple and interrupt you as you read with some questions that express my fears. Okay? That's a different way to read Scripture. Here we go. Matthew 10, verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Wait, Lord, did you say, Go to the house of Israel? The Jews? You mean our Jewish religious leaders, the Pharisees, and the scribes? They are powerful men, educated, respected. We are just fishermen from Galilee. And proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Who is going to pay our expenses while we do this? You received without paying. Give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals or a staff. For the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it, and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. 
Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. This is starting to sound scary. Are people going to resist us and arrest us and punish us for telling them your teachings? Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. Whoa, do you mean just because we tell our Jewish kinsmen the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, and cast out demons, we are going to be persecuted? When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Ouch! That sounds like we may be put to death. Are you kidding us, Lord? A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? Lord, we believe you are the promised Messiah. We have seen you heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, and cast out demons. And we believe the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But we are a wee bit afraid here. Have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Lord, I hear you saying over and over and over, Have no fear, do not fear, fear not. All fear is based on perception. Thus fear has been used in the English language as an acronym for False Evidence Appearing Real, F-E-A-R. We can overcome fear. The psalmist said, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34, 4. Let's conclude with seven principles we list in our text, Standing Strong Through the Storm, to combat the fear of dying. 1. God is in control. He will only allow us to experience what he knows is best for us. 2. We are only pilgrims and strangers on this earth. Our real home is heaven. Some go to heaven from their bed. Some go without their head. 3. God always brings good from evil. 4. The enemy can only harm our bodies, not our eternal condition. 5. Focus on fearing God and dying to self. 
To fear the Lord means to believe in Him and put your whole soul's commitment on Him. Fear the Lord are Old Testament words for trust and belief. 6. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And 7. There is a crown of life for those faithful to death. In closing, Oswald Chambers made this insightful statement. The remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Thanks, Jim. So men, remember, if you're a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit and have lost your fear of death, you are unstoppable until God calls you home to heaven. For a copy of today's message or a free PDF copy of Standing Strong Through the Storm, contact Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, reminding you that Jesus said in Luke 6.40, The student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. Our goal as learners is to become men alive, conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, our master teacher. 